0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And that's the thing. This word has so many manifestations. So I get visited by somebody I don't like. And then I don't want to be rude. And then in my head, like Angela. <laughs> so you just like, you're just Ruin the sounding <laughs> board. And you just like nod or whatever. But it points to the fact that we're not necessarily good at saying no to people yeah you know that word is always conjured in mild reluctance at least Hi, I'm Ahmad Fuad Rahmat. You're listening to Night School, the show that explores concepts, theory, and society. Um, We are going to try something different today. I don't know how this is going to work out, but me and Hanif are going to go over some Malay words and talk about what comes to mind, how we feel about it. But basically, explore what's lost and found in translation. And this segment is going to be called The Trying Game. Trying game because we are trying to find commonalities and differences in these words. So are you ready, Anif? <laughs> I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> so, well, your BM is very good. You do a lot of translation work anyway.
1: Well, I suppose so. But I mean, but you're right in actually pointing out that it's actually not that simple to translate things, right? It's because not. Yeah, because, because some terms are just, it's difficult for you to find the right term to describe certain things in certain languages, right? So, so, so for example, I think for me, the immediate thought in my head when you mentioned this is love and cinta, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so love, there's sayang, and then there's cinta. And kase, kase as well. Yeah, like, yeah kase yeah.
0: sayang sometimes says comes together. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, if one bothers to look into the history of it, you'll see that those two, those three things rather mean very different things, right? Mm. Those three words. So, um, and we don't have to go into that because I think there's a lot that we can work with with just our sense of these words. You know, mm. this—that's what's curious to me more than just what it actually meant in Sanskrit or something, because I think. Language is lived. Mm. Language is something we turn to every day for thinking and for expressing. And they are socially embedded. And in the gaps of translation between, say, an English and Malay word, I like to know or to feel those gaps as they are suspended. You know, mm. as we can't necessarily marry those two words, right? So let's, let's you know, uh, not get too far into abstraction and begin with the first word in our list. First word is Gadi. <laughs> Gedi, hmm, oh,
1: that's a challenging one okay. <laughs> to
0: start things off I read a tweet once that said, Melayu dan berpisah tiada
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> Very profound and I, I chuckled at first I started thinking about it and it's very very unique to our way
1: of feeling and relating right uh, But anyway, what comes to mind? gede oh, sadly uh first thing that comes to mind is of course it's very gender bias right you gedi, said really? I, I think so i think so okay i think okay. it's very gender bias it usually describes um ladies women okay okay yeah and there is that certain behavior that is a bit childish yes. flirtatious and yet you might be overdoing it and hence the the term and hence why it's called i like, that. Called I
0: like yeah. that yeah the effect is to squirm in a way when you encounter Gadi, your stomach twists a little bit it's not like to the point of nausea but you sense that it's a bit too much feelings involved or too much like raw kind of like unrefined sort of channeling of affection in a way mm. right so it's not say it doesn't have the grace of le Malembourg, for example but it doesn't have the intensity and seriousness of Jiwang. Mm. So, Gedi is somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in but, but I do like that you said that it's childish because that's what it typically performs. Yes. It performs a sort of infantile uh, behavior, yeah. right? Um, you can whine a little bit, uh, but typically it's also playful, mm. right? So, what, what I appreciate about Gedi is that the language or the linguistic structure, which really mirrors the social structure. Allows for this kind of affection. Allows for an infantile sort of surfacing, right? It comes out, and you can just be like an annoying child, but affectionately for a few minutes, you know.
1: (laughs) I'm not too sure whether it's something endearing to the extent, yeah, because because I think I'm sure there are people out there who prefer somebody to be to be but but (laughs) generally it has that negative connotation, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's
0: more it's more negative than it is positive. Yes. But uh, nowadays, when you take a selfie, you say a kid" skit (laughs) or something, you know, maybe that's just me, but, (laughs) you know, or you text a crush, you know, there's a bit of a gadit in the emoji or something like that, you (laughs) know, but I, I get it that it's a refined skill. It's not something that you can just, you know, it takes a lot for it to pass. Mm. You know, to pass as cool, right? So, <laughs> for the most part,
1: it's either negative or, you know, it's funny. You laugh at it. Okay, but you know? here's the thing though. I think people can tolerate manja as opposed to gedi. Worlds but, apart. Worlds apart. Worlds you apart. think it's worlds yeah, yeah. apart? I think it's worlds apart because manja is almost
0: assumes it's welcomed or safe to do so. Gedi has an awkward element to it, right? Mm. Like, you don't want to just be gedi without proper sort of like warning build up or assumption right Mm. so yeah but it is it is there in our sort of lingo and (laughs) wait for it you you don't think
1: it's gender Gadi? no maybe
0: because I'm Gadi too I don't
1: know (laughs) but (laughs) sometimes I've
0: seen the more effeminate side of Malay men comes out in in, in Gadi, you know and they don't necessarily have to be gay or whatever it's just sometimes Malay men slide into that you know, so we had an episode where we talk about Piramli. That Piramli had some gadit moments, right? Mm. You know, when the song comes out. Da, 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 that's a good date moment, right? <laughs> He's yeah. just sort of like trying to woo the girl yeah. by being really funny and pathetic at the same time. And funny and pathetic is a gadit. Mm. You have to let yourself be laughed at for gadit to work, in a sense.
1: Really? Because I always thought that people don't really know that they're gedit. Yeah, because it's something that. It's a projection of others onto you, right? As opposed to... In a sense. but uh, Unless you're, gonna... you're
0: taking a selfie and you feel like you got to pose a bit, you got to flex a bit, you know? And then there's a, there's a cheeky smile in there. But you're right that it's neither always welcome or liked nor widely, how would you say, practiced. Those are moments that those things come out, you mm. know? So, um, and you, you're right that it's not always positive. But I do sense that some people appropriate it. They'll take the gedik thing and like, I don't know, do what they have to, I guess. But I don't know. Listeners, do you think gedik is automatically bad? Or do you feel that our culture makes room for it as sort of vents for different sort of performances, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, of identity? So what's the word? What's the closest word in English for gedik?
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, let's talk about
0: the sensations. It's annoying. Annoying. Right. Could be mildly annoying. uh, It could be, but it's also playful. Mm -hmm. There is an element of playfulness in there. Yeah,
1: is flirtatious? Do you think is that? Okay, it's
0: a kind of flirting. I would say, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's not exactly those things. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's not not exactly those things. this is the trying game. This is why we call it the trying game. (laughs)
1: Okay, yeah. Lion. Lion. Yeah. Lion. Well, lion is like literally. I mean, you are serving someone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although, although I think I I can see where you're coming from. I think you're referring to the more uh, modern interpretation of it. The like oh. Uh, why don't you entertain that person, right? Yeah, yeah, entertain. Although, although.
0: It's not really entertaining,
1: right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's more like, <laughs> why don't you deal with that
0: person? Yeah. Why don't you put up with that person? It's almost like putting up, mm, tolerate. Tolerate, right? yeah, tolerate. <laughs> to a
1: certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, it depends on the context of how you use it as well, because I can, like hey, why don't you pick it up like again? So, it's in the sense that, um, why don't you, you know. Tend to that 10 10 person. Tend to that person. Yeah, yeah I think tend yeah. to is, is, more, is more accurate in translating it without putting all those emotional connotations to it. Yeah, mm. yeah. And that's
0: the thing, this word has so many manifestations. So I get visited by somebody I don't like, and then I don't want to be rude. And then in my head, like Angela, (laughs) so you just like, you are just the sounding board and you just like nod or whatever. But it points to the fact that we're not necessarily good at saying no to people. Yeah. You know, that word is always conjured in mild reluctance at least, right? So nobody says they're going to on whatever. Actually, layan ji wang. There's something <laughs> like that. Okay. Yes. But okay. So let's, let's contextualize it. Okay. When it comes to dealing with people necessarily.
1: All oh, right. Okay. It's not
0: necessarily the most enthusiastic gesture mm. when you want to on somebody, mm. right? Aku layan You know, there's always that where it's a bit more, you know, thought out and delayed a little bit, but there is the layan ji wang, which isn't tending or entertaining. At that point, mm. what would be the word for you? Lion feeling, Lion Jiwang. Lion feeling, Lion Ji, Wang, <laughs> Lion uh,
1: feeling, Lion Ji Wang. Mm.
0: Indulgent. Indulgent, indulgent
1: yeah. yeah. I like that. I mean you put your whole heart into it, right? Yeah. You, you 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 experience it. I, yeah, I there's guess. no half no. no stepping, You're
0: going in there like both feet deep. Feeling like, it? Yeah, is that, is feeling right? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting too, because this word can take on something very distant and very deep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <laughs> Depends and on
0: the context, right? They're both the same spelling. What's mm. with that? You know, um, so I try to think of another English word that can be that elastic, right? They can mean it's the same word that can mean the opposite things. <laughs> you know, in the informal English, I can't think of many, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm let's try. Let's let's try. <laughs> it's called yeah. the trying game. Like, what word can mean? I can be deployed in those opposite instances, you know, like
1: mm.
0: layan in a way like layan is like this sort of distance attitude you have just to pass time with somebody, a guest typically or somebody you're not necessarily most enthusiastic, but when you layan feeling is like mm-hmm. you're deep, you know, like um, I don't know, listeners, uh-huh. do you have anything in mind? I mean, we don't we're not dictionaries, so <laughs> yeah. you, you're driving or listening to this, you might you might think of certain words. Yeah. So, layan, <laughs> I guess, uh, again, like you said, it depends on the context. Yeah. Oh, this is my favourite. This is a phrase, it's not a word. Okay. Sejuk hati.
1: Sejuk hati. Well, I haven't heard that in a while. Sejuk hati. Eh? <laughs> but I like it because in English, it means totally the opposite of <laughs> what it means in Malay. Yeah. In English, you're cold-hearted. Mm.
0: Right? But in Malay, it's actually a nice feeling. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're hot. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's so damn hot here, right? Sejuk hati. Usually, you- Whenever I heard of that phrase, it's usually related to like, oh, you know, be a good son, sejuk ati mak. Yes, something, something along it's, those a, very, it's
0: a, a maternal context, right? Yes. Yeah, it's typically the mother who says it. I don't recall fathers or brothers <laughs> or uncles saying it. Right? Yeah, sejuk ati ma. Yeah, 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 yeah. sejuk <laughs> ati right. And uh, I mean, what comes to mind? I mean, why do you think that is like a Com- very specific feeling for a mother come to think of it, right?
1: I think there is this, you know, when it comes to talking about relationship between a child and a mother, right? So there's always that uh, perception that oh, um, the child needs to be filial. So right. you always need to at least, you know, obey your mom's wishes and whatnot. You know, but
0: they've... what other emotions are that closely related to the mother as a Can you think of any others? Sejuk perut is another
1: perut, one. Yeah,
0: Sejuk perut, yeah. But do you Sajuk think Sajuk it's la, interchangeable? The uh perut uh, is like. usually Masa mengandung yeah. So ati could be like when the Azan ke or something, there's something about <laughs> you know the son has fulfilled some kind of duty and is ex- so excellent and the mother feels ju'ati. Right, I think usually like after after birth is ati yeah. During birth is, uh, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Sooding, yeah. is the next soothing to certain extent. Soothing, yeah. I think that's the way it's soothing. <laughs> yeah, it's soothing.
1: Oh the soothing is is more literal, right? I suppose. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's more literal. <laughs> uh I think it's not meant to convey a temperature in the case of the mother. But definitely, like, things working out. Mm. Yeah, when things work out, the sejuhati happens, right? (laughs) Yes. So that's the (laughs) trying (laughs) game. Folks, we're just giggling here. If you're you're in the studio, me and Hanif (laughs) are just giggling and wondering if you're digging this as much as we are. I'm having so much fun. But let's come back after the break. You're listening to me, Ahmad Farah Rahmat. joined by the legendary producer, Hanif who's really been behind a lot of our episodes. You know, the good stuff is oh, all due to him. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh so we'll be back after the show on a segment called The Trying Game, where we try to define these terms. I'm Ahmad Far Rahmat. This is Night School on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to me, Ahmad Far Rahmat. Joining us is Hanif, the producer. He is behind the show, he's been behind the show for years now, but he is now behind the mic. And we are doing the segment we're trying out, and we want your feedback to see if this is something we should keep doing. It is called The Trying Game, where we try to match very distinctly Malay terms to their English equivalent and try to kind of play around and think through the gaps between them. We talked about Gedid in the first part of the show, alongside Layan and Sujohati, and we probably have three more for you, the second part. Let's start with Geram
1: Geram <laughs> Geram Annoyed But I don't think it's that accurate right I don't know because It has an erotic side to it too Oh okay Yeah right <laughs> well, geram, well.
0: You know Geram aku tengok dia Or something like that Is that something
1: is Yeah really Like, But I think that's that's a more modern um, Oh it? Okay, of it okay, I think. Okay. Yeah but Gram, Okay so okay like The
0: most basic sense Is anger Anger yes Right but there's also A sense of like You're about to implode Or combust Or something mm, like that Right like garam tengok ayam goreng Or something like that mm. Sometimes right But what is the English word You think that comes to To
1: describe that? those those feelings like, Yeah yeah
0: uh, garam. Not enthusiasm
1: <laughs> No <laughs> enthusiasm is not that bad I think. it's not that far off
0: it's yeah but we wouldn't off. use enthusiasm for like uh am percik or something <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like gram tengok ayam percik ni you know what i mean or like you know oh i, I don't know I rile mean,
1: up a bit a bit too, too much lah.
0: rile up right you know. Rada okay 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 Rada comes close but in a positive sense not it's not in like oh i'm
1: up of yeah rada has a connotation of anger yes geram does too in some instances right yeah but if you use it in that context then it means it has a different meaning right so yeah. i think uh, I don't know, but but it's, it's used just in, in a playful manner,
0: right? I don't think. Well, that's the thing with this word; it's so slippery, <laughs> right? So you have the anger side of it, garam, garam, and you have the the erotic side, right? Garam but it's not even erotic; it's just really affectionate because you can say garam Buddha, kucing, right? So it's uh, that's the interesting part for me. The sort of like you are curiously taken by something that is typically cute that you become garam. Mm. Right? all mm. garam ye the lapa, the garam, tatahan. Tatahan, mm. it has this sort of connotation of Tatahan, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Garamit well, so, like pee, pee something like that. J- yes, yeah, yeah. so, yes, So mm.
0: there's a mild implosion that's mild anticipated. Implosion.
1: <laughs> that is not really <laughs> aggressive, I guess. Definitely not it's aggressive. Not aggressive. Right? Yeah. It's
0: not aggressive. It's not
1: aggressive.
0: Garam. I wish we could like open the show for calls so people can kind <laughs> can of just chime in right? what they think of garam. Uh should mean
1: Mm.
0: no No. it's quite hard right you think it's quite straightforward but then garam just throws you off course alright this one is I don't know if it's in use anymore it's not even a word I doubt it's in Dewan Basa but it's one of my favourites (laughs) gedabak (laughs) gedabu
1: gedabak gedabu gedabak gedabu do you think that's even a, like a proper <laughs> phrase though? I think it's just it's just a, what's the term? Well,
0: it's not proper, it's colloquial.
1: Yeah. Colloquial, yes. Yeah, but it's almost like oh, okay, ah
0: uh, aku nak pergi raup ni. Kalau ambil highway tu, ambil highway ni bayar tol, gerobak gedebuk dua jam. <laughs> It's sort of like <laughs> yeah. that, right? I think the English equivalent of it is yada yada yada. No, it's not yada yada because mm. gada, but gada, but gada, but there's always math involved. <laughs> really? There's always a bit of math involved, like <laughs> how much is this thing? And then you start wondering, okay, how much can I it's always anticipating too? And again, this could be just me making stuff out. Okay. Dewan Bahasa didn't sanction this, right? But from my experience, Gede goodaboo is always like you're anticipating math, right? Like, all right, how much are the groceries gonna cost? Or how my car busted. How much is it going to cost? Well, um, you know, if you talk about the windscreen and the side mirror and the steering got busted or whatever. But the book, 2,000. It's always
1: mad. I don't know. If, you know <laughs> maybe, like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> I was thinking of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But something similar to that. But, but in bit, the middle of a sentence. A huh? little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a bridge to... But do. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am always is to close the
1: sentence. Yes, that's the
0: thing. Right? Uh, yes. Similar to yada, yada, yada is always to close the sentence.
1: Or to maybe to... Because you don't want to tell the whole story so it's just like oh yeah, 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 something happened yeah i think I yeah think that's okay okay that's true
0: too there's yeah. a okay correct i see that it's mm. sort of like copulates right mm. so kind of shortens what is otherwise something complicated yes. oh, i see that yes see yes
1: that. yes so it's more that i suppose
0: <laughs> yeah mm. that's true but you're right uh folks don't take our word for it. it's not really <laughs> yes, from official definitely. word but it hasn't been unfortunately it's sort of faded in in popular use really
1: i don't hear it that often do you i mean maybe not these days but i think there must be some equivalent of it but expressed in a different way i think modern ways of you know using that similar phrase I yeah I guess. yeah but i always remember like all right gudu gudu bu, <laughs>
0: or something it's always this sort of fast forward <laughs> yeah. i think fast forward is the best way to describe it mm. you know it's sort of like i'm going there you know and i think about a b c d fast forward I'll be there in three hours or something <laughs> Oh, like the that.
1: first hours doesn't feel as fun as Gedebak Yeah, think. yeah. No, no. Oh, it's yeah. definitely not
0: fun. I'm sticking to Gedebak <laughs> forever. Okay. Merajuk.
1: Ah, oh, merajuk. I think we, we did an episode. Oh, we did one. Yeah. yeah. Merajuk,
0: yeah. yeah. Pouting, sulking, but it's not quite. Hmm. Yeah. Very specific to... To relationships. To relationships, right? right. You don't merajuk at uh, a country. Oh, you do in a sense. You don't mirajo at a football team.
1: Well, well it right? depends, depends, depends on what they do yeah, to you, You can right. protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not happy with them. Uh, merajuk, yeah. Pouting, sulking. Yeah. But, but it's more nuanced than that, right? That's the thing. Merajuk is very... Uh... Typically, you don't want to show that you're pouting when you're merajuk. Yeah. Typically,
0: you want to look like everything's okay. Mm. But... There's something that you do to make up for that,
1: right? To make yes. up for the fact that you can't really paint it on your face, yeah. Isn't it? Yes, yes. And it's also passive aggressive, right? Definitely, yes, Marajo. It's definitely yeah, because because you want to tell aggressive. that person that okay, I'm not happy with you, but at the same time, you don't want to say it out loud. So yeah. you you show it through different means, right? Through your behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: and I think like we talked about last time, there's a kind of there's disappointed love in there, in behind that, you know, disappointed attachments behind Marajo, which has made me think about it longer and longer to see you know, to see it in a way that redeems it, in a sense. Because mm. I think, you know, by this time in life, you've gone through so many people, Marajo King, or you've Marajo enough times that you've got to wonder, all right, what's going on here? Mm. You know, but the worst part is that when it breeds to resentment. Now, I don't necessarily know if Marajo in a standard situation necessarily breeds resentment. I don't think so. Mm. But it does show, it is a very passive aggressive way of performing disappointment mm. yeah. is
1: there a difference between well okay i don't know i'm just thinking out loud here yeah is there a difference between you know if you merajuk seriously and you merajuk playfully is there a difference between those things hmm. do people actually merajuk playfully
0: that's a really good question
1: yeah 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 because sometimes
0: people say ala merajuk too. you know yeah and typically by that point the merajuk has become so obvious that they can kind of call it out you know whereas there's a toxic merajuk Mm. Where you're with a colleague or something, or you're with a classmate or something, or family member, where it can drag on for years, you know, and the bare minimum is done, in order to show that there's a maraju going on, and the other side is not willing to kind of play along, so it's a stalemate and there's no talking or something, right? But you're right that there is a playful register to it. I you hear it a lot of too, you know, there's like, and the person will be walking around with a crooked smile or something, the maraju <laughs> person, you know, there's that. But there's a sense where you acknowledge that the relationship cannot necessarily be verbalized. The entirety of the relationship cannot be verbalized. It's all negotiated in expectations. It's not all negotiated in investments that were not met, you know, that, that were disappointed, unfortunately, at some
1: point, you know. Mm. So, um, it makes it difficult to differentiate between the two, right, sometimes. Because if you, if you marajouk with the intention of actually being playful about it, then people won't take you seriously right whereas if you're like if you're sincerely merajuk then i think people will be like oh okay how do i deal with that yeah
0: yeah and typically the merajuk for playful thing isn't necessarily one that you want to indulge in for long mm-hmm. it feels like it, it's sort of the thing that comes and happens and passes whereas there is the toxic merajuk that drags on i mean family merajuk can be really really like epic in that sense mm. you know i mean okay let's think about sitanggang the mm. parents merajuk basically yeah, Batu bla batu tangkuk, parents Yes, You know, those are epics. I mean, that shapes our bedtime stories, right? That your parents marajo is basically a force of nature. It can turn you into stone. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's a statement of just how, you know, filial piety is, is really sanctified, right? And, um, and obviously we take our cues of emotional behaviors from the family setting, and we're gonna transfer it to social life, right? Or even like relationships. Mm. so the force of it the force of it in our cultural imagination is something that i think we ha- haven't really meditated on enough you know mm. uh, can you think of other folk tales that has that marajo element mm-hmm. but those two things are those, like, if i'm not yeah. mistaken right
1: yeah quite profound those those two stories I yeah.
0: Think. yeah yeah so in batu for those who don't know the mother finds fish takes it home wants to eat it but then f- takes a nap or something and then the kids come back and they see the fish is ready so they eat it without her and she just loses it and she runs away and then curses the kids and the the house happens to be a cave
1: closes down is that what you Batu This is Batubala Okay, so so I think think the the mother went to this one cave like place and then basically she entered the cave and then she oh right right, uh, that's the cave she kills herself in the cave or the cave closes down, Yeah, second? yeah. But
0: that is not for her. The punishment is for the kids. Yes. Right? It's yeah. not, again, so the moral of the story is not her. Her pain is secondary to the kids' lessons. Yes. So her pain is instrumental in order for the kids to get the power of Marajo. Mm. Right? So, uh, yeah. So that's that. Uh, no word it? to capture that other than Marajo. And I don't know if English, any word in English. That's not pouting at that point. <laughs> yeah. At that point, when a case
1: swallows you alive, you're not pouting anymore. Yeah. It's something else <laughs> going on. <laughs> but does that mean that it's exclusively Malay? thing? Marajo? No, no,
0: I don't think so. But I do think that we've done more with that than maybe other cultures have. Or, or let's put it this way. We turn to it more as a resource to communicate than a lot of other cultures, I would say right that's the resource not to communicate to teach other people's lessons about how to value you to teach uh sort of like about morals you know how to behave to other people and stuff like that right um you know the classic picture is somebody drifting off into the horizon with a tail out of like some kind of like you know merajok case and a lot of different examples are coming to my mind now as we're mm. talking about this mm. but they're all sort of faded into one another they're all blended into one another that i can't tell the difference but mm. i'm sure if we look through our sort of popular folk tales we'll find others but sticking to just sitangang and Batubala is already like i feel mm. because th- those are so canonical those stories yeah. right yeah and it definitely has a lot to do with our non-confrontational nature right yeah but is it non-confrontational is it just non-verbal Right, because when you make your kids see you die being eaten alive by a cave, that's confrontational already. It's just not articulated, mm. right? It's sort of like I trusted you, and you betrayed my trust. Watch, this is what you, this is what you're doing to me. It's sort of the Taylor Swift song, right? <laughs> but in, in you know, look what you did to me. I can't remember what the song is, but it's that, right? Yeah. Look at what you made me do. I okay. think that's right, right? Mm. Look at what you made me do, right? The fish was ours, not yours, you know. So. Yeah, English would have a lot to catch up in terms of trying to describe <laughs> that pathos. Okay, um, let's see what else is down the Buddhist list. Round. Uh Dengki.
1: Uh, spiteful?
0: Okay, spiteful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like envy over somebody else's success. Spiteful is more like you're ready to act or strike, mm-hmm. right? You're spiteful. What comes to mind? Dengki. Uh no, but it is, there's an element of spitefulness, spite. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Envy is fitting, although it's not very accurate, I guess. Envy comes very, very close. Mm. Yeah. But it's always typically envy of success. Mm. It's, rarely, it's envy of a virtue that you have. Mm. And you can envy somebody lovingly. In a way, I envy your success. I want the happiest for you. You mm. know, And I want you to, to flourish. I envy how well you're doing in life. Right? But you don't necessarily have that positive connotation in Denki. Mm. Dengki tends to be like bitter. There's a sense of, there's a bitter flavor to it, mm. right? Do people act out on their dinkiness? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, sabotaging. And typically, uh, there's a sabotaging element that, that's not un- unheard of, that you don't delight somebody, you want to make sure they don't get further ahead, mm. you know? Um, what, else, what else comes to mind? Dengki...
1: <sighs> sabotaging? No.
0: Sometimes it's an act. Spiteful Uh, as well. Is spiteful necessarily an act? I mean, spiteful is a A feeling feeling as well, right? Resentment. Um, Resentment. Spiteful comes very close, actually. But Mm. you can be spiteful not necessarily at somebody else's advantage or success. It feels Mm -hmm. like, you know, you could be spiteful for for different reasons. Denki tends to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, honey, you're better at Malay than I am, but the connotation is that someone else is doing better than you. And that can't happen for you. So your sense of happiness is tied to someone else, uh, someone else's fate, unfortunately. Fate or right? Being right, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. That's the thing, though, because oh, I mean qualities. Yeah. Mm, I'm trying to think whether I mean in order for you to qualify as dinky, you must act out on it as opposed to just like I mean feeling. If you let's say uh, I'm not happy with your. Yeah. Do you years, just
0: harbor yes. it, right, yeah. or do you do something about it? Yeah. What do you think?
1: I think. You must act out on it, as well. Right, yeah, right, in order right. for it to be considered dinky. That's true. Yeah, that's but if true. you gossip with your friends and you talk bad about, you know, your other friend, that's kind of acting out on it too. No, as, well, if you start spreading bad rumors, I suppose, right? I don't know. dinky, right? Because the act of you venting out about it shows that you're not happy with it, right? I think mm. and, and that can mm. also be considered... Right, right. Den- I, I
0: see what you mean. It doesn't have to be striking at the person. Mm. It could just be you venting it out. Yeah, but, but I don't know whether it's suitable
1: to call it denki, though. Because if you don't do anything technically, are you? can you be considered denki? Well, if you're recalling the stories or you're telling that story from that perspective in a, in a negative way, I think maybe it can be considered denki. Right, yeah? right. Mm. Well, this is where I find
0: it interesting uh, in that it comes out of a place of loneliness. Hmm, In the sense where somebody else is doing better than you, you don't want to feel left out. Or you don't want to feel like you're trailing behind. You don't want to feel in a sense that you're not doing well enough. And typically a lot of success is tied to the need for affirmation or the need to be recognised, right? Mm -hmm. So when somebody else is doing better and you feel that you're hurt or you feel a heart done by someone else's success, nothing to do with you that feels like you're either not going along with another person, you know, or, so this is where uh, it's quite, I'm gonna get into psychoanalysis a little bit here, but this is sort of where love and hate are part of it's basically the same thing, mm. right? You're holding. It's a way of holding on to something. Mm. So if you love someone, the feeling may be good or something, but you hate someone, the feeling is bad, but there is still something that you're holding on to. Mm. So in Denki, you're holding on to a vision of success. You're holding on to a vision of timing there's a certain time in which you have to make to make it or to get something right mm. and it, it's really a way of holding on so and that comes out of a place of loneliness It comes out of a place of insecurity obviously but the fact that you might not be as appreciated or valued you know mm. uh, well, maybe i'm reading too deep into this yeah. so you can tell me but,
1: but the thing about denki for me is that sometimes you don't need to necessarily be closely related to one another you can just suddenly feel the NK to this one mm. random person that you don't i see really know. that I see that, but I feel that what animates the bitterness,
0: because Dunky has a connotation of bringing out our dark side or bringing out our sort of our base sentiments of hatred or resentment. What animates that is the fact that you can somewhat identify with that person to a significant enough extent. Whereas I get you that you can feel Donkey at, say, I don't know, somebody from afar, Mm -hmm. you know, but... Uh, and maybe you don't have to know them well as mm. as long as you identify with them enough mm. and identification typically assumes that they're similar enough that you can want the same things mm. in a sense you know mm. because that resentment where is that that breeding resentment when where does it come from if not for the fact of some affinity you know i mean that's just the way i read it you know i don't think there's a textbook written about this but i don't know i feel that when it comes to denki the the most um the examples
1: that come to mind immediately tend to be those. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think you know. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be friends, but you can still be, you can still think it Yes, it could be acquaintance, yeah. it could be somebody you know, it could be yeah. somebody
0: you had a brush with. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As long
1: as you identify the similar qualities mm. that you the, want, the, yeah,
0: the yeah, that you, you want, want that he doesn't inspire have. Inspired to, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, and this is where, and I don't like it that people say that this is very unique to Malays. I, mm. I get that a lot. I just feel mm. like, no, you see it in a lot of other cases. But, I would say that it's a word that because, and I can't think of many English equivalents that are very, very unique. Uh, we turn to it quite a bit, you know, we turn to it, not just not to feel the key, but to use that. We identify a lot more. But, you know, we we either try to look at it in others, you know, and try to identify that's what's happening. Or maybe we feel it, but it's a more common option in how we describe Relationships than Mm. a lot of other places, it feels. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know what that says about us, but the fact that it's a rather regularly used word, you know, whether you feel it or not, but it's just in our vocabulary, Mm. is interesting to me. But it also comes back to what we talked about, Marajo. There's a lot of like awareness of relationships, how far other people are from you, how close they are from you, Mm. you know, how much or how soon they get something you want, as opposed to you not getting it all, that sort of thing. But that presumes like that connections are valuable in a way, you know, and when they don't work, it feels like terrible, you know? So anyway, that's the first installment of the trying game. I hope the attempts or failures that we've encountered in trying to make sense of these words uh, has been productive for you in thinking about the things that happen when you code switch and Malaysians code switch a lot. We switch languages, especially when we swear. They're very multicultural when we swear <laughs> right um and i think that's the beauty of it that we inhabit these different worlds uh, almost effortlessly and we feel those different worlds more when we encounter these dead ends when we try to translate these things you know yeah. so the next time you feel like you're good don't worry that is a whole universe that you're opening up <laughs> so you are listening to night school email us at bfmnightschool@gmail.com. at gmail.com look us up on facebook type night school in the search space Download our app at Apple App Store or Google Play. Once again, I'm Ahmad Fuat alongside Hane Baharuddin, the producer of Night School. And this was the first installment of the trying game. Do let us know what you think about it. And we'll try uh, another round of the trying game next month. Uh, thanks for listening to Night School on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.